following podcast it has been recorded live for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. Well, hello! Welcome to another episode of Mind Matters with your host, with the most, the Mexican. Coming to you live from Columbus, Ohio, the city of champions. Let's get right to it because I'm tired of the nonsense. Once again, you know, way back when I thought, how am I going to come up with things to talk about? Time after time after time over the years, and then I realized there's always stupid people doing stupid things. There's always something on my mind, there's always a moron who tries to do something dumb that needs to be addressed. In this case, quite a few things, but let's start off with the obvious the women's soccer team, the national women's soccer team, the United States women's national team, just went to fucking France, beat all the tough teams, and won not one, not two, not three, but their fourth women's World Cup, and became only the second team, second country, to have won back-to-back World Cups. They won in 2015, and now they won in 2019. Star of the tournament, Golden Boot winner, Golden Ball winner, Megan Rapinoe. Now, we'll get to the bandwagon, non-soccer watching fans slash watchers of the American team in a second. But for those of that category who don't know what these mean... The golden boot is whoever scores the most goals. The golden ball is for the player of the tournament. So not only did Megan Rapinoe win the award for most goals in the tournament, but she also won the award for most, you know, for being the best player on the women's team. And for those who didn't know, she's a lesbian, which... As I've said many times, I have no problem with any of this. If you want to fuck guys, that's fine. If you want to fuck girls, that's fine too. My main issues with this is, with the whole LGBT community, are are the following. The people who tell me, oh, this is something we're born with, eh, that's that's where, no. That's where we'll get into an argument. Because I don't think that's true. Science has yet to prove that when babies are born, you can tell they're gay. It's something that's developed. Every person I know that's homosexual 
didn't realize it or didn't develop it until way later. Shit. My fiance's got a friend who literally, when I met her about a year ago, was dating guys. Now, magically, she's dating girls. So, just saying. And number two, um, this mainly with the whole transgender, transsexual, whatever you want to call it. Whatever sexual organ you have, that's the bathroom you should be using. Those are my main two issues with the LGBT community. None of this like, oh, well, I think I'm a woman in a man's body, but I still have a penis. No, you're using the men's bathroom. If you want to dress like a girl and go and use the best bathroom, that's up to you. But there should be no wasting of school funds for transgender bathrooms. Like, of all the money, of all the things you can spend your money on in this country, that's what we're going to dedicate my tax dollars to. No. That's what I draw the line. But aside from that, you want to have sex with guys, that's fine. Girls, that's fine too. So Megan Rapinoe is actually one of my favorite players on the women's national team. Where I have a beef with the nonsense is just because she kneeled a la Colin Kaepernick, everybody's again calling her unpatriotic. Just because she refuses to go to the White House. You wanna go you do not want to go meet the president, that's fine with you. That's fine with me. I if you don't want to go. You didn't vote for Trump and you don't like Trump. You want to go meet the president even though he invited you. I could care less. That To me, that does not make you unpatriotic. Kneeling in front of the flag or during the national anthem, again, to me, does not make you unpatriotic. Reference my previous podcast on Colin Kaepernick because I think he's an idiot for bringing that up. And starting that trend of nonsense because kneeling is a sign of respect. And he's even more of a moron trying to get Nike to not do shoes with the Betsy Ross flag. Oh, because it represents slavery. No, if you can't, if you can't remind people of our past, that was our flag at some point. What are we going to tear down all the monuments to all the things that were bad in the past in the entire U.S. just because everybody nowadays is too PC? No, fuck off, Kaepernick. And again, same thing. Megan Rapinoe, kneeling in front of the flag or during the national anthem, not an issue for me. So everybody else should just shut the fuck up. It's not like she's turning her back on it or, I don't know, like not being out there with her teammates. No. Now, to put it even more outrageous, people online or I don't know who, what Republicans were trying to make this a story they were calling her unpatriotic because she was stomping the national flag. And there was videos of her stomping the flag. Conveniently, these videos are eight minutes, eight seconds long. But it shows Megan Rapinoe with the trophy, nowhere near an American flag. Her teammate comes along. She's holding the flag. They do this dance celebration. Her teammate drops the flag in front of them so they can use their hands to celebrate and as they're about to move forward her other teammate picks it up but Megan Rapinoe nowhere near stomped or what I would consider stomping the flag her foot maybe brushed the flag oh but that's a big outrage oh nobody has any other outrage on hey the Alex Morgan twerking video that went viral 
that one I enjoyed. Oh, but that's okay. I'm tired of everybody trying to condemn these women for being unpatriotic. No, Megan Rapinoe is the most patriotic player I know on that team. And she said it multiple times. Her speeches since during the parade go to show that. And then my issue with ESPN, because the ESPYs were last night, for those who didn't see. Somehow, Alex Morgan won best female athlete, even though she didn't have more goals at the World Cup. She literally um, didn't win best player or the Golden Boot. And she's not even the captain of the team, so you can't say she led them to victory. So I'm kind of confused as to how she popularly won best athlete. Of course, by popularity, I mean we, the fans, get the vote. So yeah, people are winning awards based on idiots. Again, it no, the SP should be more like the Academy Awards. Because if the Academy Awards were based on fan votes, oh yeah, I can assure you we'd be voting for different movies. I can tell you that right now. Now, again, let the girls do what they want. I even mentioned it before. They're getting shit on for celebrating goals in certain ways. I have no objection to celebrating a goal whatever way you want. I'm the guy who saw Robbie Fowler, and if you need to look up who that is, then you need you don't need, you and I need to not be discussing soccer if you don't even know who the fuck that is. I saw Robbie Fowler, an Englishman, celebrate a goal by pretending to snort cocaine off the grass. I believe he did get fined for it, but my point being, if that's allowed, and you have people like Terrell Owens, oh yeah, you, most of you remember him, celebrating by going and, and doing some dance on the opposing team's emblem in the middle of the field, even though the touchdown's at one end, and that's okay, I'm sure women drinking a cup of tea to celebrate beating the English is, is okay. Again, leave the girls alone. And also, for, while we're on the subject, pay them. Pay them, please. There's a reason I've always rooted for the U.S. national team when it comes to the women. Because I had a crush on Mia Hamm. The women's team has been dominant since the 90s. Since, since I can remember watching female soccer. The men's team have been a joke for years. They couldn't even make it the last World Cup. And they're in a conference or confederation, as they call them, with Mexico and a bunch of islands. And you can't make the top four. The women's team, there's not that many women's teams, so they don't have confederations. But they win the World Cup four times. The men's team, at best, came third back in 1934 or 30. When it was like, what, six teams? Yeah, they came third out of maybe six in the World Cup. The first ever World Cup, I believe. And since then, the closest they've come, I believe, is the quarters. Or maybe fourth. I believe they did well in uh, uh, Japan, Korea. I can't remember if they finished fourth or below, but whatever. Case in point, out of... I don't know, 16 gold cups that basically 
It's always going to be between Mexico and the U.S. The U.S. has only won six. Mexico has won eight. I believe Jamaica has won. And the other one went to Brazil. Maybe. Yeah. Pay these women. They all they want is equal pay for both players. And I believe in this scenario, it is well-deserved. If a woman can do a man's job better than the man, oh, by all means, not only pay her the same, pay her more. It actually kind of works that way in WWE. I can't believe I'm actually going to use that as a comparison. The more popular the athlete, the more they get paid. I can assure you women like Bailey make more money than some of the Joe Schmoes in the mid-card. When it comes to the other sports now, when, when tennis players like Serena Williams are arguing to be paid the same as Roger Federer, that's where I'm like, uh, you're technically playing less sets and you have less trophies than the guys. That's my issue. In tennis, and depending on the sport, like basketball, for example, uh, the women's teams don't win nearly as many trophies as like the Lakers and the Celtics and all that stuff. And... I mean, half of them can't even dunk. So you can't argue that the WNBA players should be paid as much as the Kobe Bryants and the LeBron James of the world. No. But in soccer, where both the men's team and the women's team are playing 90 fucking minutes, and the women's team has more trophies than your fucking men's team, the least you could do is pay them the same. Now, now that's being said, before we continue, let's give a shout out to our sponsors. As always, you can use the promo code MEXI to save money on your car insurance by hooking you up with my man, Remo. He will set you up with American National, the holy shit package, as I like to call it. Uninsured motorists, underinsured motorists, med pay, full collision coverage. Make sure you get full collision coverage because, again, if you don't have that, if you're at fault or not at fault, sometimes they won't even fix your car. Now, with that being said, use the promo code. You can save on you and get a discount. American National, a proud sponsor of the Mexi My Matters podcast. Same promo code, same discount if you head to Hand and Stone Massage. Hand and Stone gives you a massage whenever you want to. If you want to sign up for their membership, you can get a free massage once a month for a small price. The promo code MEXI saves you on your membership and your first free massage. You can go to any location in Columbus, Ohio, Ohio, or the U.S. And still massage, a proud sponsor also of the Big to My Matters podcast. And last but certainly not least, Super Studios 253. Give them a call. Talk to Coach Super. Sign up for classes. And again, promo code MEXI will save you on those classes. Whether it's running, yoga, hot yoga, whatever have you, join the team fun. Join Team Super. Super Studios 253, a proud sponsor of the Mixing My Matters podcast. Now, what else is on the agenda? Oh, yes. Oh, and I've been waiting all week to talk about this. My view on the Kawhi Leonard situation playing for the Clippers with Paul George of the Oklahoma from the Oklahoma City Thunder also joining him with the LA Clippers. 
Now, as a Laker fan, I've always viewed the Clippers as the ugly sister. And the ugly sister sometimes steals from the pretty sister. Case in point, when Chris Paul went to the Lakers, oh, wait, no. Oh, we're going to put the kibosh on that and send them to the Clippers because that was going to be too much talent, according to the commissioner back then. I'm pretty sure had we gotten Paul, Chris Paul back then, Kobe would have gotten maybe more rings. Oh, but how dare he? How dare he want better talent around him? <clears throat> now, with the whole Anthony Davis situation, I'm okay with Anthony Davis. Oh, and then LeBron wants to give him 23, and he wears six now. Oh, because that's the number he wore in Miami. Yeah. Talk about having to have more reasons to not make him or put him in the GOAT conversation. Not respecting the number 23 to the point where you wear it your entire career. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely MJ-esque's not. But anyways, that's all we're going to talk about. So when AD came over to the Lakers, I was like, okay, well, that's great. Uh, if we get a third star because we got the, the money, that'd be great. And that would definitely put us in the driver's seat in the West, especially with the way things are after the NBA Finals. But then I started thinking, who can we get to do that? Who would complement LeBron and AD? And my mind immediately went to guards. Kyrie and any other point guard available. Kemba Walker. Ahead of Kawhi Leonard. Why? Because in a game of basketball, nobody's going to want to play with you if you already have three forwards that are all starting forwards from wherever they came from. LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma played forward for the Lakers. Small forward. LeBron was playing the power forward. But then we all know LeBron likes to hog the ball and be playmaker. So basically, that's why Lonzo is no longer there. Because Lonzo sucks and we don't really need a point guard to constantly bring the ball up. Because we got LeBron and LeBron likes to take control and make passes. And never take over a game. Blah, 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 blah. But yeah. So when everybody kept telling me the Lakers are getting quiet, I'm like, hmm, I would be okay with that. But then what lineup are we doing? Like, so Kawhi plays small forward. So you're putting Kawhi at the three, LeBron at the four, and then Davis is playing center. And then, what, Kyle Kuzma's coming off the bench? Or are you moving him to shooting guard? Like, how's that going to work? Oh, but then Kawhi Leonard kept, you know, de detaining his decision. And nobody knew why. And I'm like, mm, something's fishy here. Something doesn't add up. And then finally, we all figured out why. Because this motherfucker was actually going to go to the Clippers and wanted to play with Paul George. Now... 
I commend Kawhi Leonard in this scenario. And everything that went down, a lot of people are bashing him, but I commend Kawhi Leonard in the way he handled the situation in certain ways. So, for example, pushing back the deadlines, asking them to, if they say yes, hey, they don't even know why, but if he was lying about why, or was saying things like, well, if you want me, you're going to have to wait. Kind of like putting his foot down. Then I have an issue with that. Because he's technically lying by omission. But if he just asked and they were willing to push back the deadlines, that's fine. I have no problem with that. I commend him in the way he handled the situation. I commend the fact that he actually talked to Toronto. I don't blame him whatsoever. I commend him for wanting to play where he grew up. I commend and respect the way he, I wouldn't say the way he is, but the way he sees himself. He knows he doesn't need LeBron because he's won two championships without LeBron. He knows he doesn't need that much help because he's clearly won championships with an aging Tim Duncan and an aging Ginobili and a Toronto supporting cast that were good and useful. But, but not all-stars. Except maybe, you know, Gasol or Ibaka. But, hey. Or Kyle Lowry. But not, see, see what I mean? Not big money guys. So he knows he can win without them. He just needs a decent supporting cast. Now him wanting to play alongside Paul George, that I have an issue with. Which I think that's what drove him to the Clippers is that he could not see how four forwards could fit in a starting lineup. Whereas Paul George, a guard, and a bunch of role players, he could work with that. And I think that's why, and the front office mess with Magic leaving, I think that's what deterred him as well, because he initially asked for a meeting with Magic. Whether he got that meeting or not, I don't know. But he wanted to know the in and outs. How how deep is LeBron into decisions? Yeah. Uh-huh. So I don't I don't blame him or resent him for not coming to the Lakers. I actually applaud him for wanting to be better in the sense that he already has two rings. In my head, he's already better than LeBron. As far as, if you want to talk about the GOATs or anybody coming close to MJ, like I've said before, Kobe's the closest to MJ, hands down. Since then, Durant, LeBron, Kawhi, whoever you want to throw, Curry. I will never consider LeBron in the GOAT conversation because to me, he's not even better right now than Durant, Kawhi, and Curry. Curry has the same amount of rings better percentage in the finals. Kawhi has a better percentage in the finals, and so does Durant. LeBron has guarded both of them. Kawhi is officially one and one with LeBron. He's beaten them once, and I think they lost once. Thanks to Ray Allen. But anyways. So Kawhi, even with two rings, I'm putting him ahead of LeBron because 
Kawhi's supporting cast for those two rings was nowhere close to the supporting cast LeBron has had. And Kawhi also beat Golden State just like LeBron did. He did it in less games. Oh, the oh now you, let's talk about the injuries. Yeah, well, where, where were we talking about Draymond's suspension back way back when? Oh yeah, ah, aha, ah. If there's asterisks, there's asterisks on both ends. I would put an asterisk on both. Nobody's beating the full Warrior squad without suspensions or injuries. I'm just saying. But yes, I would put Clay Thompson ahead of LeBron at this point in his career. If we want to have a who's the next Scottie Pippen conversation, LeBron's number one on that list. Because I think he actually plays a lot more like Scottie Pippen. And Scottie Pippen said it himself. Both forwards. You try to compare him to the GOAT and the GOAT's a guard. No. LeBron doesn't have that killer instinct. I'm sorry. And even with Leonard, I mean... What, they were going to defer to Leonard in the clutch? Kuzma was going to develop and, and become the, the next Kobe? I mean, yeah, but you can't do that with LeBron on your team. That's my, that's the issue. And I think that ultimately that's why there's never going to be another big three in L.A. As long as LeBron's there. You're going to have to trade LeBron. I almost guarantee, and I don't understand why they didn't do this. I would have gotten rid of LeBron, traded him to free up more space, and brought Kawhi and Paul George to the Lakers, not the Clippers. And the reason I have an issue with Kawhi going to the Clippers with Paul George is that to me, Paul George has never proven to be that great of an all-star, that great of a of an asset. With Indiana, what did Indiana do? Then he went to form a big three in, in Oklahoma with Westbrook and Anthony. And I'm like, that's a disaster waiting to happen. And yes, it was. Paul George, in two seasons, realized, oh, yeah, we're not winning titles here at OKC. Just like Durant did. Durant left and won titles. Now, the Thunder are actually willing to get rid of Russell, which is hilarious. Send them to Miami. Send them whoever. Actually, you know what? Send them to Houston. We'll see how that mess unfolds. He can rejoin Harden and see who shoots the ball more. God, that's not going to happen. You know, that's why OKC, when they went to the finals with Westbrook, Harden, and Durant, that's why they couldn't win and beat the Heat. Because they could not... Like, one person could not take a step back and allow the other person to control the game. And that's the thing. Westbrook may very well have averaged a triple-double two years in a row, three years in a row, whatever it is. But he's basically taking the most shots and then passing it and, yeah, getting his own rebounds. Like, he's a guard. He should not be getting 10 rebounds a game. But he is. That means that he's even doing stuff. Too, he's doing too much stuff. What are the centers doing? And then the centers are complacent because they know Westbrook can rebound. And that's how shit hits the fan. This is why also LeBron 
sucks the life out of everybody he plays with. This is why people, the fans, the Cleveland fans, believe that, oh, he didn't have that great of talent. No, he had all-star caliber talent. The problem is LeBron needs the ball to drive up the court. And then he defers. What that what happens in that scenario? Well, now the point guard doesn't do his job. So now the point guard is reserved to being a jump shooter. And depending on the point guard, you may have you may not like that. Or you may just be complacent and let it be. In which case, you're gonna miss some shots because you're gonna go so much without having the ball in your hands. Because your point guard should always be the one bringing up the ball. That's what happened with Kyrie. This is why Kyrie left to Boston. There would be times where Kyrie would drop 20 and then LeBron drops 20. But Kyrie did not want to live in LeBron's shadow and have LeBron possibly leave to LA and be stuck with a bunch of losers again. Because he was there before LeBron got there the second time. So I don't, I, don't, I don't blame him for that. And yes, it is LeBron's fault. This is why the apology from Kyrie was not because of that. It was because he thought he could be a leader and not listen to LeBron. And he's a terrible leader. Different scenario. Well, different reason. The other thing with LeBron is that unlike Kawhi, because he defers a lot, you're basically stuck there watching guarding, running up and down the court, and you go a lot of minutes without shooting. So, yeah, if you're hot, then you have games where, like, when J.R. Smith was dropping eight threes. But if you get cold, well, then, yeah, everybody's going to say you suck because you're missing shots left and right. No, but it's not your fault. The ball movement is not there, and LeBron's basically taking the ball up each time. So you're there just player watching. This is why... Kevin Love, J.R. Smith, Kyle Korver would get shat on for missing shots. They're all-star players, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Kyle Korver's a little bit older, but yeah, they know how to win. But if you have somebody who constantly drives the ball up and defers when he wants to defer, I mean, it's normal that you're going to get hot and cold. And Kawhi did not want that. Kawhi didn't want to have to have, oh, I want to play small forward, LeBron play power forward, but then LeBron brings the ball up every second of of every day, and then Kawhi basically does what? He can't drive to the basket. He has to be a jump shooter. What's AD going to do? I was, hey, on paper, it was perfect. But I guarantee you they would have struggled the first year to win a title because they had to make sure how everything fits, even with Kyle Kuzma there. Now... You still got Kuzma, you got AD and LeBron, but now, oh, now we're re we're, we're re-signing everybody we were gonna let go. So Rondo's back. Great. Rondo's a decent point guard that can do assists, even though he's old. So he's got Rondo. Again, everybody likes to shit on the fact that, oh, he doesn't have to help. No. Rondo is part of the big was part of the big three, big four in Boston. So Rondo's decent. Even at his age. And he got the Lakers to get Cousins. So now we have a center that can also play. Cousins and AD were playing together perfectly at the Pelicans. 
So now, basically, what you're trying to tell me is, where's Kyle Kuzma in all this? Again, same scenario. So Cousins plays the center. AD plays power forward. LeBron at small forward. And what, Kuzma at guard? At Rondo at point guard? That's your st- that's our starting lineup. All right? But then Lakers go on and say, oh, yeah, uh, LeBron, we're going to move LeBron to point guard. What? Why even have to acknowledge that? He's already the point guard slash forward. He brings the ball up every fucking time. How's that any different? I feel bad for the shooting guard because the shooting guard going to be the scenario. If he plays point guard, technically, then Kuzma plays small forward. What's what's the issue? I mean, who's, why announce that? That's basically what he does. So again, Kawhi going to the Clippers, I commend him for that. Because instead of making the Lakers a favorite, even though I still believe they would have not won next year, he evened up the playing field because now no one has a big three. Per se. You don't include Kuzma and Cousins, the Lakers are the closest to a big three. But still, now the Clippers have a big two. Kawhi and George, Houston, Sil Scott, CP3, and Harden. You still have Toronto with a decent lineup. The Bucks. If Russell goes to Miami, Miami. You still got a bunch of decent teams with two all stars. And it evens the playing field. So for that, Kawhi Leonard, I commend you. Well, that's all we have now for the podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's sessions. Um, as always, check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes. Rate, subscribe, review the podcast. Hit us up on social media. Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. You know the deal. And as always, remember, where there's a Mexican, there's a way. Till next time.